Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Her Brad, we are back on the Thompson to Clark podcast after a pretty shaky week from the Giants that kind of ended nicely. Um, what you what what'd you think about this week? There, you, you know, I honestly thought. Well, I mean, it could have been worse. You can always say that, right? I started out in LA with a couple of stinkers. Well, I, but but again, when you look at the week in total, there were two games that were. Uh, winnable games for the Giants. They lost uh, 3-2 to the Cardinals on Friday night, mm-hmm. lost 3-1 to the Dodgers on the uh, first game of the uh, Dodgers two-game series. So a couple of uh, winnable games right there could have flipped things from a 2-4 and four week to a 4-2 and two week. Um, but, you know, that that's a lot of ifs. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it definitely could have been worse if it weren't for the Saturday and Sunday uh, victories against the Cardinals, we would be sitting here going, oh, man. Because uh, we could have also been staring at an 0-6 week, which I, I don't know if we'd be on the air right now, would we? <laughs> would we get fired? <laughs> so Can we get fired? <laughs> the last game, uh, or sorry, the last show that we did, we were kind of building up to this Giants-Dodgers two-game series. Mm-hmm. And I would say game one was kind of like what we were – remembering from the the five gamer the playoff series uh, yeah. last year it was really good game the pitching was great uh radone had one inning where he kind of lo- i mean he lost control he walked two guys threw one to the backstop gave up one hit and that was the two runs for the dodgers yeah. on the other side uh urias was excellent um uh, Mookie Mookie Betts makes a great catch on a, I think it may have been a Dubon fly ball that uh, if that goes over his head, the Giants may even score earlier and Dodgers tack on a run late to make it a 3-1 game. And so after that game, you're kind of feeling like, okay, you know, we made one or two more mistakes than they did in that. And that was a difference. The next game, that was not the case. No, they just bounced and it's not like they were killing the baseball. I think Max Muncy did, did hit a Jack, but they were just hitting where the giants were not. And there was a couple of dinks, couple dunks. Brandon Crawford actually leads off that game with a Jack. And you're thinking like, Oh, all right. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're back. <laughs> we're, nope. That was it. Right. That was a rough one, man. Yeah. It was a total uh, shutdown on the offensive side after that. And and the game before the night before the Tuesday night game, that was frustrating too, because 
you know, again, they were in that game. It was um, uh, a 3-1 game or 2-1 game at one point, uh, and then they gave up a run. Uh, Dodgers got their run back. But what made it 2 nothing was Carlos Rodon was just kind of cruising along, cruising along, cruising along, and then he throws that curveball to the backstop, just got our slider, got out of his hand, just completely launched it. Uh, I think he'd thrown one a little wild uh, batter or two before that. So I think just the entire ballpark, everybody knew a fastball was coming on the next pitch because it was 3-2, yeah. you got two outs. Um, he, he obviously did not have a good grip on the baseballs that night. So, of course, fastball down around the knees. I uh, can't remember who the batter was, but drove it to right field, knocked in two runs, and at that point just deflated. But you knew it was I coming. Think it was you Taylor, actually. It was Taylor, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if he would have thrown a fastball up in the zone, a little bit higher, more more like chest-high letters, like he had been doing the first couple of uh, uh, outings, uh, it might have been a different story. But, man, as soon as he threw that fastball, I thought he's going to be on it because he knows it's coming. He knows he's not going to the slider or the curveball at this mm-hmm. point. But it's yeah. just little things like that. And, and you know, when you have those tight games, that's just the way it is. That That's the way it goes. And everything that the Giants were hitting in that same ball game was finding a glove. The mm-hmm. Dodgers were making some great plays on all the loud hits that they had. So, yeah, you know, that's and So, you know, we, there, there was some sadness, I, I would say. And yeah. yeah, we were a little sad after that series, just going like, man, you know, <laughs> we, we finally beat them for the division last year. They beat us in the playoffs. And I, I'm not I'm not go- going to say that this is a done deal. Dodgers win the division and Giants do not. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But there's a little bit of, of a talent discrepancy between those two clubs, especially if you were to match up the everyday lineup. You know, I think pitching, I think the Giants, if, if they're if they're on, I think the pitching matches up pretty well. But the Dodgers one through eight or one through nine is ridiculous. And that's one thing that I don't think the Giants can really match right now. No, they definitely can't. Um, <clears throat> the Giants can absolutely match um, strength of their 40-man roster. Uh, and that's what Zadie brought over from the Dodgers organization was that strength of the 40-man roster. And you've, and you've seen that. I mean, the Giants have been able to kind of hold their own through the COVID issues, through the injury issues, through everything else. Uh, here they are sitting 16 and 12. I mean, so it's not, you know, it's not like we're writing them off and like, oh, man, it's over with. But the National League West, is one gigantic buzzsaw right now. You don't have mm-hmm. a team that's below 500 be- because the Rockies are coming into town. And I was thinking on the way home, I'm like, oh, the Rockies are coming to town. Sweet. We'll get a, a oh, oh, no, wait. The Rockies are coming to town. And they're, <laughs> you know, the West is just nasty all around. And then they got to go to St. Louis uh, after this. And then they've got to go to Colorado. Um, luckily, no Chris Bryant, but the Rockies have been playing good ball without Chris Bryant. So. You know, it's going to be a battle. Every every game the Giants play is going to be a battle. 162 games. There's rarely are you going to get that game where I mean, even even the Saturday night game against the um, against the Cardinals, Buster Posey Day, uh, Giants break out to a nice decent lead, and then the you know Cardinals start clawing back, and then the Giants got to go to the bullpen and and you know switch things up and hit some more home runs and drive in more runs and you know what's the final of that one was like 13 to seven. Yeah. So even that wasn't really a cakewalk, I wouldn't say, the entire game. No. Uh, and then Sunday's game, 4-3 win. Bullpen had to shut him down. Camilo Duvall had to come out, and and luckily he went 1-2-3, and there was no, like, you know, Camilo Duvall itching for Wait, I thought there was home. a runner on second. 
there was a well. Now I got to look. I I know that there was a runner. Uh, you know what? There might have been a runner at second. There was a runner who got to first, uh, mm. and then it was overturned. Um, he was called safe at first, but then they overturned the call because uh, Duvall came over to cover first base and it was clearly an out. I don't even know why the umpire called it, uh, safe in the first mm. place, but that, that kind of was a mess, but yeah, I'd have to go back and look, but, but still, I mean, I kind of knew I, I didn't have that feeling yesterday with Duvall on the mound. Like, oh man, this is, he's, he's going to blow it. Cause you know, he, he, Cardinals have a, have a good lineup, but they do miss fastballs. They do, uh, miss sliders and and Duvall came out there you know just tossing sliders and got him I think the Giants only struck out once yesterday I believe which is always nice anytime you can keep those strikeouts down and that's what you know Kapler said after the game yesterday too if you can keep those strikeouts down if you can get on base if you can make contact if you can stretch at bats uh then they play the type of game that they play and they you know starting to hit home runs again um yeah, it's rough. They're starting to kind of heat it up a little bit, and uh, we got some more news about some uh, some more players maybe coming guys. back soon. So some some reinforcements stretch out that forty man a little bit again. Yeah, totally. Uh, okay, so uh, let's uh, hit the uh, intro music here, and uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about maybe what i'm drinking i don't know maybe we'll talk about what you're drinking too <laughs> sure um and then uh and then we'll talk about buster posey day we'll talk about the player of the week and we'll talk about our uh minor league update because brad and i are keeping a close eye well, i mean we're keeping an eye on the minor league system but we're focusing yeah. on two players each and we'll update everybody on how those two players are doing Bedrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, so uh, quickly, I have a little... Terramana oh, Reposado nice. tequila frosted as well. Now yeah. I, I'm I'm still uncertain if I like it frosted or just regular and then pouring it over ice because what happens is well two two reasons. One, when the bottle is frosted, it's very cold trying to open and hold it in your hands. So that, yeah. that's one. Yeah, trying to pour it, and then you end up with the, <laughs> with the blank fingerprint spots where your hand warmed everything up. Yeah. <laughs> the second reason is because it makes the liquid a little thicker. Yeah. So it's it almost has the, the like if you were to take uh, like some sort of cough syrup or something, like it's that kind of thickness. Yeah. So it's I'm, not, I'm like still, a, it's getting syrupy kind of I, at that. I, I'm still bit, not yeah. sure if I like it that way better, but that's the way the rock drinks it on Instagram. So I'm, I, I've been keeping it in the freezer. Well, you have to then, because if the rock does it, you know what that means. You're doing it, and the Warriors are going to get a win tonight, and the Giants are going to get a win tonight. A first game of the, what is it, a three gamer against Colorado? Against Colorado. Rodon on the mound tonight. So, Rodon's yeah. probably happy that you're doing that. Yeah. He's like, oh, wait, Garrett in <laughs> Sunnyvale is drinking it as uh, Terramana that way. I'm, we're going to get a W for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, my, uh, my, my Giants jersey, Warriors nice. hat. We're doing, a, we're doing a live stream on this very channel. 
uh, and podcast on this very channel would, yeah. uh, a- after that game. So I'm doing two tonight, starting with the Giants and then going with the Warriors. So we're in the Warriors hat, Giants jersey. And I-, I may just keep this look for the Warriors podcast too, just for, you know, just to, just, just to keep it going. So, well, especially if they win, yeah. you're not taking that jersey off. Well, you know what's great? What's, what's crazy is the Warriors game starts about 15 minutes after the Giants game. Mm hmm. There's no way the Giants game ends before the basketball game. No way. <laughs> so no, yeah, definitely so not. We'll, 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 they'll probably both end around the same time. So I'll yeah. keep an eye on it. I'll have to take a look. I'm not sure if the DirecTV 4K channels are they. They were showing uh, regular season basketball in 4K during the season. You know, they pick certain games and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll have to look tonight to see if the Warriors game is in 4K because basketball in 4K is really really fun. Uh, just because the the floors, the hardwood and everything yeah. comes out really well on 4K. I flipped around to the 4K channels this weekend and they were showing NASCAR in 4K. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess. Neat. <laughs> but uh, but breaking news before I tell you what I'm drinking. Um, in uh, MLB The Show, I got a sell order and I sold Dominic Leone for 90 stubs. Oh, wow. Yeah. What was the quick sell price? <laughs> quick sell was like 25. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah. So if you're familiar ten. with Road to the Show out there, uh, the quick sell for these guys, well, any relievers who are decent uh, usually go like 25. And in Road to the Show, if you collect the cards and you get doubles, you can sell them. I always take anybody who's 25 and I post them for 100. And then if oh, they wow. sell for 100, then you get 90% of it. And then... Uh, I don't. I don't even know why. Like, yeah, why don't you? It's get not real money. It's like they're not taking a cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I'm using their marketplace. I don't. Who does know. that cut go to? Yeah. <laughs> who gets that extra ten? Who Who even knows? All right. So show yeah. show show us what you got. All right. So I've been having the back issues again. They've been coming back. So mm. I got myself a little decaf coffee today. Uh, celebrated. You're on some, are you Are you on some meds? Yeah, I got the uh, the the, the anti inflammatories, and they always get me. You know in the throat area so mm-hmm. if i if i mellow it out with a little bit of coffee uh low acidity uh decaf coffee um then that then i'm good i i we celebrated mother's day yesterday uh you know made uh made some filet mignon for oh, wow. for the wife and uh and some lobster tail and uh so barbecue I was going to barbecue, but then it started snowing. I sent yeah. you the video of that. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's Reno and it's spring. It's May. So, uh, and you see outside now it's sunny, uh, but it has been snowing off and on today. And then I think by this weekend, it'll probably be 80 degrees. That That's the way the spring goes here. I had uh, my eye doctor. So I haven't lived in Gilroy, which is s- south of San Jose. Right. Since, uh, gosh, maybe 2000. And 17, I want to say, maybe, is is the last time I lived in Gilroy. But my eye doctor is still out there. So mm. it's only once a year you got to do, I got to do my eye, eye exam. Yeah, so I, I'll go, I'll go down there. But so uh, Brian, Hot Tech Brian and I, we, we hit up a sushi joint Ooh. for lunch. And so I was out there in, uh, in Gilroy hanging out and nice. having some sushi and then, you know, that whole trip is it t- t- it's just a long <laughs> trip when you have to travel south just to get your eyes checked. Oh yeah, I, I can't even imagine in the Bay Area. Uh, we left in two thousand three, very beginning of two thousand three. I can't even imagine the time it takes to go from where you're at to Gilroy. It's like it's I mean, like forty five minutes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 
Still nice though. I mean, you guys have a lot of nice stuff to look at. So do we. We have the mountains, and and I driving to work this morning. The mountains were covered with snow, so that was kind of that was kind of nice. And and then I got out, and of course, you know, I'm I've been wearing a, a short sleeve shirt and like a f- light fleece to work the last yeah. couple of weeks. I was in that mindset this morning, so I get out and you know I, I walk out to the garage. I go, oh, <laughs> I don't have time to change. So, <laughs> but it heats up during the day. So yeah, that that was me too because. In Gilroy, just traveling the, the, those, you know, 30 miles south, it went uh, from, you know, sort of a normal day to like a slight rain and really cold. And so, you know, I dressed like I normally dress. And I was like, oh, yeah, Gilroy can be like this sometimes. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about, oh, wait, you didn't even tell us what you were drinking. Oh, that's just decaf coffee. Nothing fancy. Yep. I'll, right. uh, yeah, because I had a I had a beer and uh, and a bourbon last night, so I thought tonight yeah, I can kind of feel it, and I've got to bump up on the meloxicam, the old uh, anti-inflammatory, and then uh, finally get in some physical therapy. So I'm going to take care of this back. You still see me on the Apple Watch yeah, though, working out totally because I go well. Maybe working out will make it better. <laughs> Pilates. <laughs> what about Pilates? Yeah. Well, I can't. Any of the like core stuff, I just hurt when I do it. Right. Oh, now. really? So, yeah. So today I did the bike for 30 minutes, uh, and that was good. I mean, doing the bike is actually not bad because you're just sitting down mm-hmm. and pedaling. It's any kind of like hit. Uh, any kind of like bent over rows when doing weightlifting, that type of stuff just really grabs. Yeah. 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 I'm getting there. Uh, okay. So let's talk about Buster Posey day. Yeah. Saturday, uh, game was what? Like, uh, they, they pushed it out a couple of hours so that they could do the ceremony for Buster brought back some old friends. You saw Bruce Bochy, saw Brian Wilson, Saw everyone's favorite, Benji Molina, which was kind of cool because his brother is playing on the other team. Yeah. And his brother's last season. And so uh, I think I think it was on Sunday, uh, the Giants PA announcer, because I think Rennell is not. There's something going on with with Renelle. Uh She was COVID positive. Okay, that's what happened. Uh, but I believe she had no symptoms. But it's still the ten day thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there I was think. a because there was a random voice as yeah. PA, and I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> uh, and and they they mentioned that Molina and Pujols. It's the last time that they'll ever be in San Francisco. So they get, mm-hmm. kind of shouted them out. That was kind of cool. But it it was cool to see because you know you think of baseball, and and the great thing about baseball. The greatest thing about baseball is just the history of the game. And when we were when we first started watching when we were kids, the the 60s was like the history, right? Like it was like, oh, the 60s, you should have seen, you know, Willie Mays. You should have seen, you know, uh, Mickey Mantle and, and, and all those guys. And then. So, you know, we're we're watching baseball in the early 80s going like, wow, I wonder what it would have been like to, you know, to see those players. But now we're in 2020, and the year 2000 is history, right? That's 22 years ago. So you're celebrating Buster Posey, who comes up in 2010. You're celebrating Albert Pujols, who's like mid-2000s, I think. Mm -hmm. Yadier Molina, who's, uh, you know, Buster's class. I think he's a little bit older than Buster. But it just made me realize, like, wow, you know, we we look at those guys as like, you know, our guys, but they're not even really our guys. They're like 
younger than our guys, right? Like they're like, yeah. like several years younger than our guys, but that's history. That's baseball history makes me feel old for one, <laughs> but it also makes me realize that like the stuff that I think is like old school is like way old school. Right. Cause right. I still think of the sixties as like, man, that's, that's old school. Like, no, like the sixties yeah. is like, like when we were watching baseball, if you compare the years, it would have been like the 40s in, in, well, in baseball. Well, the funny thing, because I mean, we, we were born in the 70s. So, yeah, yeah. For us, when we look at, you know, the 50s, the, the Willie Mays catch in 54, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking of, it was Willie Mays' birthday this week. But yes, the Willie Mays catch, look at that. Yeah. Yes. Willie, By the way, Willie. check check us out on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. Uh, BSPN shows on Instagram. So if you were a, a follower of Thompson to Clark's Instagram, we just flipped it to BSPN. Uh, so all the giant stuff is still there. But uh, yeah, we, we, had, we had some photos about about Willie. We had some photos about uh, late night Lamont coming yeah. back. So follow us on Instagram. Find us BSPN shows. It's 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 been pretty fun creating graphics oh, yeah. and stuff for it. So being yeah, so being born in the seventies, we we looked at the fifties, and I mean, and that was twenty years from the time we were born. Mm-hmm. And then we started getting into baseball as the eighties, and then you're like, well, that was only thirty years ago. Well, now that's like <laughs> seventy years ago. So I mean, that, that just, to even think about that um, it, it is amazing to me because you can say, well, thirty years ago, uh, you know, oh, shoot, I gotta do math. Nineteen ninety-two. Yeah, ninety-two. You can go watch tons of games from 1992 if you wanted to. Yeah. You can go to YouTube and you can find a try to find a game from 1954, right? Now, <laughs> like a full game from 1954 <laughs> that's not chopped up to just show the highlights or chopped up to show like every third pitch or something like that. Uh so so our history a- as kids was all like record books and going back and looking at, uh, you know, the history of baseball, grabbing the big books from the library and then, you know, asking for those for Christmas. So you can just go through those and look at stats and numbers and baseball cards and everything else. But uh, yeah, if you wanted to go back and look at like Yadier Molina's uh, rookie year, you could probably find like 80 games of his from that. So yeah, it's, it's always funny whenever I think of like the old guys and stuff, but I'm, I'm trying to find, I used to have a good bookmarked page, and now I can't find it. I hope this one's up to date. It's called Baseball Egg, but I'm looking at I'm looking at war leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaws is actually the 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 one that they have been using a lot of. Um, Jaws is is that of, the one where they take like the best five years or whatever? Yeah, the average of career war and war seven. And War 7 is the top seven seasons based on on war. So if you look at the Jaws leaders, Johnny Bench was the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, go back and try to find a full game. With <laughs> baseball Johnny Bunch. Bunch. You might be able to find some Baseball Bunch. You know what? And actually, uh, you well, yeah, you can't find Baseball Bunch on Apple TV Plus. But on Apple TV Plus, they did put This Week in Baseball on. Yeah. The, uh, the so first I, one is like... Uh, Late seventies, like nineteen seventy eight or something. The Giants are in it too. Yeah, yeah. And I was only five, so I I don't quite remember that one, but I do remember the early eighties and then the you know the chicken, the San Diego chicken. Mm -hmm. But you got Bench at number one um, in Jaws, and then you got Gary Carter, Pudge, uh, the other Pudge, Carlton Fisk, the original Pudge. 
uh, but but Ivan Rodriguez Pudge is above him. Then you have Piazza, uh, Yogi Berra, Joe Torre, Joe Maurer, Bill Dickey, and then you st- you keep going down the list, going down the list, going down the list, and then you got Buster Posey. Uh, let's see, uh, and then and then where's Yachty? Yachty's a little bit further down. Let's see, he is one, two, three, four, five, six positions down from Posey. So when you're talking about the two guys who just retired within a year of each other, they keep talking about Yachty as a lock for the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And if they're talking about Yachty as a lock for the Hall of Fame, they've got to be talking about Buster Posey as a lock for the Hall of Fame. I think before last year, there were all the questions because he sat out 2020 mm-hmm. uh, and also had the injury that took him out for most of 2011. Um but but I think last year kind of solidified the fact that he will be in the Hall of Fame because you look at the catcher position. What other catchers are you going to have that are going to be heading into the Hall of Fame within the next, God, even 15 years? I, there's no other catcher out there right now who you can look at and say, that guy's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. It was Yachty and it was Buster. Um that's it. There's there's nobody currently playing Salvador catcher. Salvador Perez. Sal Perez, yeah. My bad. I forgot about Sal Perez. Yes. Sal Sal could get in there. Um I just don't I mean Sean Murphy for the A's. He'd have to have a phenomenal career for for a while. Um Gary Sanchez, if he could hit over 205, maybe. <laughs> but he, Well, the, so I go. was I was uh, listening to Ken Rosenthal's podcast this morning. And he said when it comes to OPS Plus, it's Piazza and then it's Posey as the top top two, which is amazing. He also said he thinks Yadier is maybe the best defensive catcher in the history of baseball. So that that is the argument there as well. Um, I would love to see both of them get in. It would be awesome to see both of them get in. Uh, Well, if if Posey gets in first try, he'd get in before. But yep. uh, it would kind of be fun to see them both get in right around the same time, or maybe one after the other. That'd be that'd be nice. Yeah, I think one after the other. There is one player who uh, will not be getting into the Hall of Fame, but has a one point higher Jaws than Yadier Molina, and that's Jason Kendall. Wow. <laughs> but you know, again, you, you when you factor in longevity and you factor in defense, Yadier just you know head and shoulders above jason kendall in that department probably a better defensive catcher than posey um but then the fact that posey commanded those pitching staffs through three world series i mean that's going to factor in huge Mm -hmm. into the hall of fame voting uh as soon as he gets on the ballot is he a first is 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 buster posey a first ballot hall of famer do you think i would say yes he may not i mean he may not get the gaudy 97 percent you know because he's only got 1500 hits yeah, but he's not going to get, get the Jeter. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to get that Jeter first time. What was that, like 98 or something like that? And then uh, uh, Mario, was it, who got who got 100%? Was it Rivera? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. It, yeah, it depends on who your competition is at the time and, and, and everything else. So. All right, so uh, before we move on from this Posey thing, mm-hmm. who... Were you surprised to see, and who were you surprised to not see? I was surprised to see, I think everybody was, Brian Wilson, who I thought at first (laughs) glance was Tim Lincecum. And then I was like, well, Tim's not that big. And then who I was surprised not to see was Tim Lincecum. 
So uh, Andrew Andrew Baggerly had a good point, and he was thinking he was wondering. Now I I don't know Tim Linscomb. Maybe, maybe he is this thoughtful. Maybe he's not this thoughtful. In that if if Linscomb is there, he kind of overshadows the moment for Posey, and and maybe that's why he's not there. But I don't know. He just he she's. I think he was there for Boach. Uh, that, that may have been the last time we saw him. And there's a 10-year uh, anniversary of the 2012 World Series champions. Right. That is this year. So there's up. another opportunity for him. But, well, yeah, that... there was there was no Bumgarner. I, I, I would say the one I was surprised most is, is Bumgarner just because he could have. And I, and I guess they were supposed to do some sort of video thing that just didn't oh, work okay. out. But uh, I wasn't as surprised as Linscombe because when uh, Brian was texting us, and I was like, Lincecum? If I were to bet, I would say no. But he should have been there. I mean, uh, he it like yeah. literally should have been there. But just knowing Tim, uh, like we do, as far as him wanting to sort of stay out of the spotlight, I kind of was like, I don't think he's going to be there. Yeah, and I thought it was the perfect opportunity for him to do like a surprise show up. And and that's the thing, Tim Lincecum, if you're listening. <laughs> probably not but but if, but but if you're listening maybe maybe his dad that, his, yeah. remember his dad used to call up the sports oh, that's talk true shows? Yeah. yeah maybe his dad mr lincecum chris lincecum i think chris lincecum timmy's dad if you're listening um you come around the ballpark more often then you won't overshadow everybody because everybody's going to start getting used to you and then you're going to i mean bonds bonds comes to the ballpark yeah he's not overshadowing anybody yeah. it's it's barry bonds i mean it's like you know you will get used to seeing you and uh don't be such a recluse and then uh you know it's not going to be such that big of a deal well i mean think about it Mays was always there mm-hmm. mccovey was always there, even when his health started deteriorating. Yeah, he was always true. there. Cepeda is always there. Yeah. Um, and you know the Will Clark is with the organization. Yeah. The the name one of the namesakes of this podcast. So yeah, like I would love I, I whatever whatever it is like whatever is 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 Lincecum's deal. Um, the only thing is I hope that him kind of being away a little bit is sort of like. It's it, it it it's for a reason, right? Because right. I think I think what happens is is he's going to look back at his career, understand that the Giants fans loved him when he was great, and they loved him when he wasn't great. Like there was no wavering with that fan base, and they're yeah. going to love him if he comes out a lot. They're going to love him if he shows up every once in a while. Like it's just. You know, the fans just love this dude more than anything. Like, e- even though, like, and, and I wonder if, like, Bumgarner and Posey kind of wonder about this because Posey's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Bumgarner has so many great seasons on his on his resume. Um, but they are completely overshadowed by Lincecum's three years of greatness. Like, it's just, yeah, that's that that's just the guy for for the war, uh, for the giants for the giants fans it is Lincecum, no matter what those other guys could do no i and and you're totally right on that um because it was such a i wouldn't say dark period but it was not a fun period leading up to the arrival of tim Lincecum. i mean there 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 were some bright spots here and there people always forget 2009 was a really fun year 
it yeah. was kind of that uh, Pablo that, man. Yeah, Pablo and Tim Lincecum. And I mean, it's, it's, you know, there was the gelling of that team. A Eugenio Velez, <laughs> right? I used to call him uh, the hands of stone because of how he <laughs> oh, yes. in baseball. <laughs> yeah. I got, I cheered for that guy so hard. I was, <laughs> I was his biggest fan, man. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, it's it, so, so that was kind of like, the introduction, the gateway into the championship teams. And, and, and yeah, I, I mean, you, you, you do mention that there is that 2022, uh, you know, 10 year reunion of the 2012 uh, team, but that wasn't, that got to the point where, where it really wasn't Lincecum's team anymore. No, you know, I, that, he that, was, uh, gosh, was he coming out of the bullpen? I'm trying was, to remember what, yeah. what his role was on that because team. he came out of the bullpen against the reds in that series looked yeah. good and then yeah. got hurt. And then we kind of didn't see much of him the rest yeah. of that series. Uh, so around 2012 was not kind of his deal. So I'd be shocked if he showed up for the 2012 reunion. Really? I mean, that would be shocking to me. Well, what they should um, do is they should combine 10 and 12, right? Cause they, they, yeah, they, weren't, they weren't able to handle do 10 because of the pandemic. Yeah. So they should just combine them. That'd be kind of so, cool. So here's a weird thing. Just a quick side note. So Twitter's down. We can't get to Twitter, but I just got a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I just got And I still can't get to Twitter, but on my phone, Baggerly just posted that belt is scratched again. tonight. Oh, so, that's a bummer. Yeah, he's still, so he's still got hurting stiff, with his He's neck. essentially just got a stiff neck. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's rough. It, it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say like he's not an old guy. He's in his mid thirties, yeah. but I was yeah. waking up with stiff necks in my mid thirties. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, but but he did it on a swing. I yeah. I did it sleeping on the wrong pillow. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. It's not the same. I've definitely got a <laughs> stiff neck from like quick jerking, like in oh, the yeah. car, like yes. trying to make sure that you know I didn't get hit by some you know, random weird driver <laughs> that, that it, it, any quick movement, you know, can yeah. sort of lock up, lock up the neck there. Well, um, I, all right. I, I get them by doing something like lifting weights or whatever, but I don't do it right away. And then three or four hours later, there it comes. Man. Yeah. And you're like, when did I do that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, so yeah, great, great day for Posey. It was so cool. You know, he was he was cool and calm and collected oh, like yeah. you'd expect. I'm sure he didn't want all of that attention, but he played he played into it. But Benji wanted a, a buster hug. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> somebody mentioned his speed and and he had a you know, he had made a joke about it. So very cool stuff for Buster. Yeah. Um, all right. Before. Uh, so we're going to we're going to try and get through these next two segments fairly quickly. All right. Um, so player of the week. I know yeah, you can't well, check Twitter, but no, but Twitter's working on my phone, so oh, okay. I'm gonna pull it up because why not, right? Uh, so yeah, so we do the uh, player of the week poll every week, and this week we, yeah, there it is. This week we, uh, I threw three players up there. I could not find a pitcher this week, a as you know, you can just look at the box scores mm -hmm. and you can figure out why I couldn't find a pitcher this yeah. week. It um, would have had to have been <laughs> Radone. Junis, maybe? Nope, you're not going to guess. Um, I mean, it wasn't Mac Cheese, that's for no. sure. I had wasn't somebody Rogers either. I had somebody on the cusp that was going to break into the three players I put up there. I put all three hitters: was John Brebbia. Oh John. yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. did. He had that. He had that eighth inning. Yeah. So yeah. he had the eighth inning, but he had four appearances this week, um, and I think he only gave up one run. 
in the four appearances uh, and and uh, had like 11.29 Ks per nine. I mean, he was dealing. He, he had a really good week um, because with Littell out, you know, it's kind of that situation where now Brebbia, because Brebbia and Littell are kind of the, the, those types of pitchers, those mid-relievers that come in, throw some smoke, throw some someone sliders. Had a, had a jack off of Littell. Who hit the jack? Oh, God, I don't remember. Uh, was it uh, Carlson? Yeah, I think it was Was Carlson. it that three-run? Yeah, that was yeah. a blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ball was flying on Saturday. Um, so the three players I put up there coming in third place, Darren Ruff only got 4% of the vote. Poor Darren Ruff. He had a good Probably because he's still hitting under 200. Yeah, but he's off the schneid, though. So that's the good thing. He hit 300 on the week, 379 Woba with a home run, four ribs, three runs, three walks, and a 13% K rate. Anytime you see that K rate get in the like 10% range, the 15% range, then then you know you you're having a good week because you're not you're not striking out. You're getting you're getting on base, you're creating runs. That's where your WOBA comes into play. And that's why I love that stat so much. Um Coming in in second place, Luis Gonzalez with 21% of the vote. Uh, nice week out of him. Didn't hit any home runs, but he hit 353 on the week, 360 Woba, three runs, two ribs, one stolen base, and a 5% K rate. And I think that's like in 23 plate appearances. Okay, here's a question. Yeah. He looks like a guy who should stay on the main roster. Absolutely. Yes. But Longoria, mm-hmm. La Stella, those guys are still coming back. Yeah. And I wonder who is kind of at the end there as far as uh, I would imagine it's Gonzalez. I just don't want to see him go down. Well, I, I think, and I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but I don't think you have to carry 13 pitchers. I know that if you do that, I think that's the max you can carry, but they might be able to get away with going to, 12 pitchers uh, for a couple of days and then start to make some decisions. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they bought a little bit of time. Um, I mean, somebody would have to go on the 60 day DL for that 40 man roster spot to open up, but yeah, Yeah. there's going to be a lot of playing around coming up in the next day or two. And I think that's why they, the problem with that mm -hmm. is I'm looking at the relievers and there's no reliever that really duplicates what another reliever does. So the ones right. that you mentioned, Leon and Littell are kind of the ones that they, they seem to throw in the same situations. Right. You can look at uh, Alvarez and, and Garcia as well. But I think I think those guys are too valuable. Now, unless they think Brebia and Leon and Littell are all sort of similar. And Brebbio might be the, the he, I mean, he's the best one this year, I think, out of those three. It's possible, but I don't know what, the, I don't even know if those guys have options. Then you look at the the main, ro- or, or the uh, the non-pitchers, and it's like, Gonzalez, it, it would have to be Gonzalez. He, he's the only guy, and, th- and this, this is just one move. They would need to make right. two moves. And Dubon is is, is uh, he's had a couple of really good at bats. He had a jack over the weekend, and he's out of options. So that would have to be. Uh, I mean, you'd have to make a, a big move there, a trade of some sort. Estrada's played every day. He's right. he's their everyday second baseman. So even if Listella comes back up, 
like it's not just like you just put him in the lineup and Estrada goes to the bench. Like there, I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of platoon with those guys. So I literally don't know what's going to happen. And um, you know what? Wh- uh, I guess uh, Longoria is like ready. Like they just have not made the move yet. <laughs> I- I'm I'm assuming yeah. because they don't know what to do or their stuff that they that they're working on that they have to do. So yeah, that's uh, it's quite the conundrum for the Giants. Yeah, uh, for sure, it's- staff. And I don't think they wanted to activate um, uh, Longoria tonight. And I think, and again, it's it's to to you know kind of drag that out just a little bit. I mean, they're facing a lefty tonight, and then they face two right-handers the next two days. So if they don't activate him tonight, are they going to activate him against two right-handers in the next two days? Is he just going to hang out with the club and continue to work out for the next three? You know days what until would suck. You know what would suck. Yeah belt goes to the 10 day DL with a stiff neck. That would suck. Well, uh, but even if he goes on the 10 day, I mean, uh, let me, let me think here. I, I got to take a look. Oh yeah. Longoria is still only on the 10. So that, so that's what's, that's probably the move. I was going to mention that, but I thought for some reason, Longoria, <clears throat> excuse me, was on the 60 day and had to come off and they had to clear a spot. I mean, they the got 40 all these, man, they, all these guys like, Padlo yeah. and <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Luke clearing Williams. a spot on the forty man is not difficult at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, yeah that that's that's going to be a tough one. But yeah, I think there's a possibility because that's the other thing too is if Belt gets in the lineup and actually plays and takes one at bat and is still hurt and comes out of the game, you can't retroact the ten day back to the last game that he played in because he, he will have played in a game. Right, so right, right now right, you're right, at that right, right. three day mark or whatever it is. And, and so you could say, okay, well uh, we can fit him in there, but yeah. So it, uh, that, that that's going to be the move. All right. I, <laughs> I, mean, I, really. I, I went on, we went on a crazy tangent, but uh, yeah, yeah. let's get to the, the next Which guys. We, all, we always do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, so oh yeah, we're still doing that. We're still Jeez. doing the player we're of the still, week. We're still doing the player of the week. Yes, we did go on a crazy tangent. I was like, well, it wasn't that bad. I forgot what I was doing. So yes, it was that bad. All right, <laughs> back to the player of the week. Coming in first place, Mike Yastrzemski. Yaz, baby Yaz is back for the and, video, uh, folks. You're really gonna like this photo for oh, player of the week. Oh, is it the dirty one? It is the dirty mustache one. I love it. <laughs> Yes, 375 average this week, 436 Woba, just creating runs all over the place. Uh, one home run, three ribs, two runs, 10% K rate, walked three times. Um, you know, hot take Bry is not going to like that Yaz <laughs> is tearing it up, but but he does get to see the good Yaz. Yeah, finally, yeah. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he had a sack fly, I think, at that right. game as well. So he's put the ball in the air. He's uh, when he can when he can square up. He's got so much torque in that swing. Uh, it's really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I started calling him the Yasmanian Devil. I love that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> We're one. gonna actually get a Photoshop <laughs> going on. We have to make that happen. Yasmanian the Yasmanian Devil. I, I'll see if I can come up with it. Yeah, uh, I, I'll do some. I'll do some chintzy uh, Photoshop <laughs> for him. <laughs> well, I, I have my my cousin. He or my cousin's husband. He likes to do a lot of. Oh, just to kind of stay sharp on that yeah, yeah. stuff. I'll shoot him a photo, and the the best one was um 
not the best one, but he's done all the Brandon Belt ones that I've showed you. But oh, the nice. last one that he did for me was uh, remember the 49ers backup quarterback Nick Mullins? Oh, I do. So little, little Nicky, we put yeah, we put him in the <laughs> cover of Little Nicky, the Adam Sandler movie. So that that was the last one. But yeah, oh, maybe, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a Yasmany Devil. Okay, yeah. so um, yeah, that I, I voted for him solely yeah. because of that home run yesterday. That was yeah. a blast. That yeah. was, yeah, I was in the room and I was doing something and I was getting ready to turn off the TV in the bedroom and turn on the TV in the front room, come out, chill out, you know, watch the game. And oh my God, it was so loud. Uh, this, the second he hit it, uh, and then uh, McCovey Cove Dave in his kayak yeah. started heading yeah. like full speed towards it <laughs> <laughs> with his with his Bluetooth headphones. I'm, yes. Every time I see stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, but what if you fall in the water? Then you're yeah, your headphones. <laughs> well, I you know I have a pair of uh, Bluetooth headphones that are waterproof. So oh wow, there you go. Yes. Maybe maybe yes. his are waterproof. <laughs> It would make sense because that's what he does every yeah. weekend. Um, all right. I think he, so, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. All right. So last segment before we get out of here is uh, Brad and I picked two players each from the minors that we were going to follow fairly closely. And we're going to talk about those guys now. I will tell you that a lot of uh, where my, uh, you know, my, it's not even insight because there's no real insight from me, but... Roger Munter's Substack, There Are Giants. I'm I'm reading that. Almost, I get behind because he posts so often and they're so in-depth. You kind of got to stay with the post. You can't just skim through them because he's writing about everybody. Yeah. But uh, but Roger, his his uh, his Substack is is awesome for this exercise. And so we're going to talk about the the two guys each. So we'll go one and one. Brad, who do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the good one let's, or the bad yeah. one? Let's start with good. Let's go with good because uh, we want some good vibes for tonight. So hit me up with Kyle Harrison. All right. So let's see if I can share the screen here. Yeah. I'll share the screen for the – Um, let me see here. Because There we go. Wait, where's, where's killer Kyle Harrison? There we go. All right. So you should see his stats there from ML, uh, um, the minor league baseball website. There we go. Yep. All right. So talk about Kyle. Yeah. So Kyle Harrison having a, a, a good time himself in Eugene. Um, he has really really kind of been the number one pitcher in the Giants minor league system um which is great i mean his number 3 pick or, or it's so tiny i can't read it but i'm yeah i'll you I'm know trying. what let, let, let me uh <laughs> it's just cuz my eyes are so bad let me jump oh there you go a little bit. Like there you go the old control plus yeah uh yeah so this year he's only won 2.37 era 5 games 19 innings 42 strikeouts, which is ridiculous. We keep talking about, you know, the, the, the course that Zadie sets for these guys. Um, they're cautiously conservative, uh, but they will, they will start them a little more conservative, but they won't have a problem moving these guys up. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we're going to see Kyle Harrison hanging out in high a ball too much longer. I think we'll probably going to see him in Richmond. Uh, we did talk about, you know, earlier today, like Richmond's going to be the, the team 
pretty soon because right now Eugene's the team. Yes. And these guys keep tearing it up. And pretty soon Richmond's going to be the team. And I think that's actually where Roger's at is out, out east. So for him to go to the Richmond games is a lot easier. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Kyle Harrison, I think from what I see on Roger's numbers here, uh, 50% K rate, 42% K to walk ratio. Um, I'm probably not reading that right, but uh, he's got him as an A plus right now. So that's the good. We'll lead off with the good and we'll go from there. I mean, he, he may, like if you did all of those rankings all mm. over again, he may be the number two prospect behind Luciano. Like, it's possible. The, yeah. You know, the, I'm, I'm sure they'll re- sort of redo them at some point. And, and if that happens, I, I could see him being number two. Um, yeah. the, the interesting thing, so I guess the, the one negative thing about him is just ball to strike. You want to see he, he, he's not yeah. hammering the strike zone as much as, as he probably could be, which is kind of amazing because of his strikeout to innings yeah. pitched, which is uh, very ridiculous. Um, but let's go to uh, my first guy here. So we'll talk about their number one prospect, uh, Marco Luciano. He struggled when he made the move up to Eugene last year and not having any struggles this year, hitting 300. He's hitting bombs, the OPS at 887. He's kind of calmed down a little bit because those numbers were a little higher a couple of weeks ago, but I just, you know, he's everything that they, that they want him to be so far. And here's here's kind of an interesting thing for me with him, which is his body type. Like he's not as tall, right? A A Rod was probably six three, six four, right? But he's six two, and he's just going to get bigger. And I wonder how long he stays at shortstop because that is a, a position where you know he's going to have to be a little more rangy. Then, uh, you know, tall and, 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 and long it's, it'll be, it would be easier for a rangier guy to get to balls up the middle. But, uh, that, that's something that I think interesting to look at. He, I mean, maybe he goes to third base. Uh, maybe he, maybe they stick him in left field or something, but that, that's, that's something to think about. Cause you know, he, he, it says six two one ninety there. I gotta imagine he's bigger than 190 from what I've seen. Yeah, and and I don't know if he goes to third base because you've got Jonathan VR also in the minors who could play David. third base. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we did this last week. We did week, this last we? week yeah. about his brother. <laughs> one, one of the VRs. Yeah. We're uh, like, is that yeah. his brother? <laughs> so, yeah, we got David VR in, in the minors. And so he can play third base. He's a third baseman. He's tearing it up in AAA right now. The Giants are going to need in a couple of years, a year or two, they're going to need a third baseman, shortstop, and a left fielder. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you really could. I could see Luciano as an outfielder. Uh, I would think they would start working on that with him fairly soon. They're probably just letting him, hey, work on work on plate discipline, mm-hmm. work on what you do for now, and, and then we'll go from there. So, All right, your next guy is not 
as as a happy how much of a happy story here no he's hurting me right now and i and i feel for him because this is a guy that every the beginning of each the last couple of seasons we've just pulled for the guy he had the covet issues and then they had um you know himself had covet issues yes uh and then with the 2020 minor league system getting you know, wiped out and everything and then coming back last year and getting hurt uh there's just a lot of things a lot of a lot of problems for the guy he's hitting 118 right now his ops is 450 um, three stolen bases, three home runs, 68 plate appearances. Um, and, and I, I want to look at his strikeout and, and walk numbers because they are really, really rough right now. 68 at bats, 30 strikeouts, yeah. almost a 50%, you know, 40 something percent strikeout rate and, uh, only seven walks, uh, in, in that time. That's what his on base percentage is only 200. Uh, a chance he goes back down to, you know, low A ball. San Jose. Am I going yeah. to go see him play? Yeah, you might. I mean, that, that you know, that's always a possibility. 2019 draft pick. Um, the one good thing, he's only 23. And, right. And, and w- which is not young, but it's not like he's 25, right? So he right. has another year to sort of figure this out, I think, before the Giants go, I think we've made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, number ten, Ooh, number ten in pick. 2019. Yeah, this was again pre Zadie, right? Yes. So I mean, we could look at it that, and we could say, well, it was one year. It was the draft before Zadie, um, but but again, you know, we're God, we're pulling for these guys yep. so hard, especially Hunter Bishop. Love that yep. hat too. I I, uh, <laughs> I definitely want to go on the Emeralds website, uh, the Eugene Emeralds website, and stock up in some gear because that Sasquatch look is pretty awesome. All right, last one here is yep. uh, Will Bednar. He is pitching in San Jose, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out if I can go see him soon because with these numbers, he's not going to be here for long. He's going to no. be hanging out in Eugene with uh, Harrison and Luciano if they're still there. Uh, he had the first start of the season where he like plunked like a bunch of guys. He hit five guys, I think, in two innings. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so he's actually given up so – I think I can click on the stats here. So he has given up nine hits in 23 and two thirds innings. And I think he's plunked seven guys. So he's given up two yeah, more hits than he's five plunked. of those were in one game. So he got... <laughs> he's improving. <laughs> the only, the only thing I guess that you could say is a blemish is uh, the long ball in nine of those hits. Three of them have been home runs. Uh, but you know, 27 strikeouts to 10 walks, the average against 118. So he's doing very well. He's got the wipeout slider. I get a little worried when he's in the 93 ish, you know, as miles yeah. per hour. When he gets up to kind of 95, I'm like, okay, that that can live. I, I wonder if he can live at 93 though as a as a major league starter. I don't know, but you got to remember too, he's young. So hitting that 95 and he wasn't, I don't even think he was hitting 95 um, before he was drafted. Was he? I don't think so. so. I I think that's something the giants were working on with him. So once he hits that consistency of 95, uh, I think the guy's going to be pretty lights out, get the control taken care of and consistently hitting 95 i mean i'm sure it's you know it's probably a mechanical thing and and once you can dial that in uh things are going to be better but yeah i don't know if you could live at 93 to answer your question i i mean 
if you're Bumgarner, you can, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can live at 93, but you got to be a, a weird, squirrely left-hander. Yeah. The second Lincecum was trying to live at 93, that was not, they weren't no, having it. No way, man. Um, all right, so we're going to end this a little bit early. We, we moved through some topics pretty quickly, but just want to take this opportunity to say, uh, if you're on Twitter, follow us at Thompson to Clark. We also have a Facebook group and a Facebook page by the same name. And uh, if you're listening to us on the audio version and you want to watch the video version, BSPN shows on YouTube. We also, as much as we can, try to broadcast to our Facebook page. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. There's something going on with Facebook right now because I've had some issues streaming to Facebook lately. Uh, but the audio version of this podcast uh, is also on BSPN. And if you search for us on BSPN, you may have to throw in a Bay Area sports in, in there in that search because, you know, we're still kind of new. And if you, you know, throw that rating up there, five stars will definitely help us get uh, more m- more easily searchable in, uh, in there. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we will be back next week and uh, we'll be talking about everything that goes on with the Giants. Hopefully they do better than a two and four week. They have the Rockies coming in for three. And then who do they have this weekend? Well, and then they go to Colorado. Uh, I believe it's for three. So it's a back to back. Yeah. So they're That's weird. They're, they're in. Yeah. So they're in. Uh, they're at home right now for Colorado for three. And then, oh, then they have the off day. And then they go to St. Louis for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. And, yeah. And then I believe they go. Then they to, go to Colorado. Then right. they go to Colorado. Yep. Sorry. I misheard you. Uh, and then after Colorado, they finish off next weekend, the weekend after this one, uh, May 20th, uh, at home against the Padres. Padres, got so, it. So a lot of National League West teams in the next two weeks. Yep. So Colorado and then the Cardinals this weekend. They won't be able to split because it's only a three-gamer in mm, St. Yeah. Louis. So Got to win the series. Have to, they're going to have to win the series. If All they right. can win three back-to-back-to-back uh, series here, that'd be really, really nice heading back home to play San Diego. I think that'd be a, a nice boost. All right. So for Brad, I'm Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.